Well, at least in the first game without Jonas Brodeen, the Wild defense stepped up and helped the uh, team win against the Kraken. We'll talk about that. The new dynamic duo of Matt Boldy and Jonas Brodeen and some shifting standings in the Central Division. All on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of the conversation throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. You can download the Sleeper app, use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked and Wild, Alex McLeddy joins us as we break down a uh, win over Seattle. We'll take a look at how the Wild at least initially tried to fill the void left by Jonas Brodeen getting hurt. And uh, we'll take a look at the Central Division, which is uh, there have been some interesting things that have happened in the Central here over the uh, the last week and change. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. We get our second consecutive Victory Micheletti Monday is Alex Micheletti's joining us after a three nothing win for the wild against the Seattle Kraken. I people were trying to find it on Twitter, trying to do some research. And the fact that the Vikings won three nothing and the wild won three nothing is maybe a first in the sports world. Uh, just just an oddity that you have both games decided by the exact same score in completely different sports. Yeah, you can't make it up. It's, uh, you know, I said it on Twitter. It's uh, it's so classic Minnesota sports. And uh, no matter what, win or lose, uh, you know, they can always make you chuckle <laughs> either way. So, yeah, that was that was something else. Uh, you you kind of saw this coming with, uh, you know, against the Kraken. The Kraken the night before I had to play a, a Tampa Bay team that can really tire teams out. Um, and it, you know, went to overtime. And, you know, they lost in the, you know, in the overtime and Nikita Kucherov just <laughs> with the dagger, you know, <laughs> which is unfortunate. And, uh, you know, they lost Grubauer and uh, Justin Schultz. So that's that was two, you know, huge injuries for them. And they have, you know, Burakovsky hurt, too. So it's a it's a Seattle team that's now, you know, winless in eight straight games. So Ugh. that that was a that was a one that the Wild really needed. And, uh, you know, they really. You know, you know, took it to them and, you know, were, you know, you know, took advantage of some, you know, turnovers by them and, and buried them. And uh, yeah, it was nice, uh, nice for Gus to get the, get the shutout too. Yeah. And we, the, the biggest question for the wild heading into that game after uh, we've got word that Jonas Brodine's going to miss, he's going to be out a while. Um, the, the two biggest groupings I think that can help with trying to fill that void is what we saw in the game against the Kraken as Gustafson picks up the shutouts. He wasn't tested a ton because this is just a game that both offenses kind of got suffocated in, and there were just so many block shots on both sides 
But Gustafson made great saves, especially when uh, the Wild were on the penalty kill. And so your goalies can can step up a bit to try to fill that void. But I, I was impressed by a lot of what we saw from the Wild defensively. I mean, Zach Bogosian back in the lineup, and he has probably his best game of the season. And just really, like, you could tell that he kind of wanted to be one of the guys that stepped up in Brodine's absence. Middleton was great, but um, it, it's it's a situation where you're just you're not going to be able to do it like that every night where you have four defensemen that basically are playing 85 to 90 percent of the ice time. John Merrill, John Merrill, like checked in at the beginning of the class and then went to the bathroom and never came back seven <laughs> minutes, 50 seconds of ice time. And then Goligoski had 12. Um and it's great that those top guys, as you alluded to, it's great that those top level guys were getting 25, 26 minutes a night, but you could end up tiring people out um, if you just continue to uh, to run them into the wheel like that. Yeah, you can't be doing that against Colorado, Dallas, you know, Winnipeg. Uh, you know, they were lucky to do it against uh, against Seattle, but uh, I mean, Jake Middleton, you know, I love the guy, but you know, him having to play 27 minutes, that's, that's not sustainable just for um, the way he plays. I mean, he had seven block shots tonight, which is, <laughs> I mean, the ice packs definitely had to been going on the way home to, yeah. uh, to Minnesota, but uh, yeah, it's not sustainable for sure. That being said, you know, if you get Bogosian, and Middleton to be kind of the the two defensemen that step up their performance a little bit here with Brodine out. That's going to go a long way. Yep. But I think what would also go a long way is to finally get the guy that is um, that is with the team but hasn't played to finally get him back into the lineup. Get Dakota Mermis in right. because you know solve I was, a lot of issues. Looking at some of the the numbers uh, on Money Puck for the, um, you know, looking at those those pairings, I found it fascinating too. You had Goligoski and Spurgeon to start. They got ten minutes and five seconds of ice time together in five on five. Uh, Spurgeon actually played seven minutes eighteen seconds with Bogosian as well, and then you had uh, a little bit of the Merrill and Bogosian combo as also. So it seems like Hines, he said when the game started, before the game started, that he was told that uh, Goligoski and Spurgeon played well together. But ultimately, I think having only one of those guys in the lineup as opposed to having both of them is just the desirable outcome. Yeah, I mean, you can you just buy minutes distributed tonight. You could, you could tell that Hines was like, we're not... We are not having John Merrill uh, <laughs> be on the ice in any important, you know, type of situation or just, you know, where, you know, when, when the team was maybe a little tired, he's, he's just not going to see the ice. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is, this is one that I think, you know, John Hines knew they needed to win just based on, you know, the way Seattle's been playing and all the injuries that they have, you know, it's the classic, uh, you know, trap, you know, see the star Wars, star Wars, uh, gifts. Uh, um, but, uh, they, they, <laughs> you know, they, they finished it off and, uh, you know, that's, 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 what's going to get them back in this, you know, this race and, you know, trying to, you know, climb up, but, you know, over teams is, you know, 
beating the teams that, you know, are less talented than the wild, you know, <laughs> this is a lot more, you know, there's a lot of talent that's there. They just have to put it, put it all together, um, you know, and, uh, you know, make sure that the minutes are distributed at a, at a good, at a good rate. Uh, Cause you know, against, you know, you know, more, more talented teams in the wild, they, they can't get away with it for sure. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've noticed, I think now that we're in game seven with John Hines, he's way more of an in-game tweaker. Not even than, close. Yeah. yeah. Then he is like a game to game. Mm-hmm. And we finally saw a little bit of a tweak. And we'll talk about this here in a second. We saw a little tweak with the first and second lines going into the game, but he's, it's fun to see him kind of chess match through games. Like he, he's somebody that is prone to just deploying different centers to try to win a face off. Um, he's not afraid to, to double shift. He double shifted Kaprizov against the Oilers all the way down the stretch in that game. And then John Merrill played, I think one minute essentially in the third period. That was it. Um, like he, he's not afraid in game to say, okay, here's stuff that's not working. Here's stuff that is working. Here's stuff that we just need to abandon completely. And so I think that's something that should be encouraging for wild fans is that, he seems like he's way more dialed in on like game flow stuff as opposed to just, well, here are the line combinations we're going into this game with. Here are the D pairings. They're not going to change. We're just going to continue to relentlessly push and hope that somebody figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, if, if guys are upset or feelings, you know, it's you know, like Bill Guerin said, it's about winning, you know, <laughs> um, that famous line, but, uh, you know, they're, you know, it's desperate times for the wild right now. They, I, I think a lot of it too is, you know, guys were embarrassed um, yeah. that Dean got fired. You know, a lot of it could be, you know, John Hines and, and making, you know, uh, in-game, you know, moves and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, there's a lot of pride in that locker room too. And they, they were embarrassed and, yeah, you see Matt Boldy. It's just, it's incredible the the transformation, and uh, uh, you know he saw his coach get fired, and he knew, hey, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm one of the highest paid guys on this team. You know, I, I know I'm I'm young, but uh, you know I I have to produce, and you know he's he's clearly doing that now. Yeah, and he's formed now with Jewel Erickson Eck, yeah. another inseparable. Although I I should say the only inseparable combination because uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello ended up getting split up for the uh, the Seattle game. And so we'll talk about that and the continued search for the third member of the bands on that line combination. We'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. You may have seen that we've gone back to premieres for episodes. There is a purpose behind that. It's because Locked On has created the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, giving you the biggest stories continuously with our great Locked On experts. So make sure that you head to Locked On Sports today on YouTube so that you don't miss out on the fun 24-7 all the time, your team every day. Continuing uh, today's episode with Alex Micheletti, a victory Micheletti Monday. Let's talk about the dynamic duos for this wild team. You've got Matt Boldy and Jewel Erickson Eck, who are at this point inseparable. Both scored in the win against Seattle and Boldy now six goals in his last seven games. Jewel Erickson Eck leading the team with 14 in the first 26 games of the season. He's on pace for 40 just monster numbers that these two guys continue to uh, put up. And um, I, somebody on Twitter, I, I think it was Ron on Twitter said, if not for Jewel Erickson Eck and what he's done this season, Wild would be in a world of hurt uh, because he's, he's kept the ship afloat uh, for most of the season. Yeah. His, his contract, you want to talk about a discount that uh, I mean, that guy, he does everything for the wild and you know, the lack of center depth, I mean, he, he, he fills so many holes and, uh, he's, he's so important to this team. You know, if you were, you know, taking a look at this team and like the importance level, uh, you know, if you, if you lose, uh, you know, a Brodeen and an Eck, I mean, just, just end the season. Those are the two most important guys on the, on the team. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, he, he just, you know, he continues to get better as he gets older, um, which is, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I can't, I can't say enough about, uh, you know, Heinz putting, uh, Zuccarello with, uh, Marco Rossi. I think that is so important too, because, you know, Zuccarello is such a smart player and he sees the ice so well. I mean, the play he made to Marco Rossi on his goal was just phenomenal it's yeah. it's amazing at his age that you know and that late in the game too that that he made that and, and got it to rossi a plus and then and then boldy um what a fantastic move on his goal tonight uh, that just got the got the guys going and uh that was so much fun to see and then you see Ek, um that's that's one guy you want to you know if that net is empty you want Ek out there because he's going to win the face off and um you know you just you know he plays such a you know a 200 foot game. It's, uh, you know, he's the, the new age Koivu for sure. Yeah. And it, you, the continued quest for trying to just find those optimal top two line combinations. I think the thing, one of the things that's been encouraging about Heinz so far, uh, and I talked about this in the postcast too. So not, not trying to super rehash, but it is a point that I think is important for the, uh, the morning crew to, uh, to keep in mind all of our morning listeners is the fact that Heinz hasn't tried to force any of those Dean pieces into the top six. We haven't seen Freddie Goudreau put into one of those spots yet. We haven't seen Ryan Hartman put into one of those spots. Um, 
and Hines just continues to allow for guys like Marco Rossi to continue to get those types of of spots. I know it's been a, a little bit of a, a a quiet last couple of games for Rossi. Uh, some struggles, you know, on the ice, but credit to Hines for not panicking and saying, you know, we need to drop him down in the lineup because he's he's not playing as well and realizing, hey, he's a young player. We need to let him continue to do his thing and find his way through it. And he does. And then he goes and scores a goal tonight. Yeah, he stuck with it. You know, it was a quiet beginning to the game, but, uh, you know, he just kept working and he saw him got to get a couple of shots on goal. And then, you know, like I mentioned, uh, anytime you're out there with, you know, Matt Zuccarello, that's <laughs> um, he's going to feed you the puck and, and, and find find ways to, to impact the game, even though, you know, it looked like Zuccarello was quiet for for a lot of the game, too. But, uh, you know, he was there when when they needed him the most. And, you know, for Marco to get that, uh, you know, to give the the team a two nothing lead is is huge. You know, it just it seemed to just demoralize, uh, you know, the Kraken and. Uh, from there, you knew they weren't scoring, so it, it was nice. Nice to see Marco get get the dagger for sure. That's a that's a huge confidence boost. Yeah, and it makes me wonder now because I know Johansson was on the second line, uh, and so technically was part <laughs> of that goal for Rossi. But I mean, my brother is doing cardio out there a lot. He's just. He, he's just skating and uh you know that that new uh, no movement clause is just uh you know it was like an early christmas present for him yeah it's it's like when you get you know socks for christmas and you're like oh sweet i'm <laughs> so happy that uh, unless it's a really comfortable pair of socks and then you're like awesome I, it, that's that's been a funny thing as i continue to to get older and older to where when I was a kid, stuff like that would really bum me out. And now here I'm like, it's a, it's a few pairs of socks that I didn't have before. And so I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, it, it just, it's the same performance over and over and over. It is. And the things that are most problematic is being able to catch a team off balance, which is again, that's one of the Heinz trademarks since he took over is trying to create turnovers and trying to create opportunities where you catch the opposing defense off guard. Johansson had one. He flew into the offensive zone was basically by himself. And instead of trying to get a shot on Joey Decord, he just skates it into the corner and ends up, it ends up being nothing. Not even there wasn't a pass opportunity because he lost the puck in the corner as opposed to just driving the net and at least trying to get a shot on goal, it ends up that Seattle takes the puck back and you have just an empty possession in the offensive zone. And there's not much left up here, but I did pull some out uh, when that happened because I don't think this team can afford to be passing up those types of opportunities. Yeah, especially when you're in the top six. I mean, you're getting prime time minutes and... uh it's amazing that they that they can still be productive with with, with him doing nothing. <laughs> you know that, like I said, it goes to show you know how valuable Zuccarello has been this season too. It's just uh, no matter who who he plays with or if there's an anchor, he still gets it done um, and and finds a way. Um, so I don't know if it's you know sustainable. You know the entire season 
it's just it's crazy and it, it doesn't seem like you know that he should be rewarded at all he's i mean not, he's not doing it you know it's yeah. uh it, it's crazy it's not ideal but we'll see because again that line scored and the Kaprizov Boldy Erickson Eck line scored. And so I would imagine we see that on Thursday against Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, that's fine because, like I alluded to, we're seeing way more in game adjustments. And so just because a line, just because line combos are what you go into the game with, doesn't mean you see them all throughout the game. So Hines, I, I feel good about the pulse that he has on this team. And that he's going to, in late game situations, he's going to maximize the guys that are playing the best in the critical spots. And that's that's the important thing. Yeah, and uh, another thing with you know, you know upcoming game against Calgary, that's another team that's just like Seattle. And, uh, uh, you know, they aren't going to have their starting goaltender, like, you know, like because Grubauer got hurt. Um, uh, it's the same thing. No Jacob Markstrom, most likely for Calgary. And so you either get, <laughs> we always joke, Dark Vader, Darth Vladar, <laughs> or, or, you know, Dustin Wolf, you know, so it just, yeah, they, they aren't going to, they aren't going to be at a hundred percent either. And uh, yeah, Calgary, it just, you thought maybe getting rid of Sutter would, would help, but you know, their issues are still the same. You know, their highest pay guy, Huberdro is, is not, they're not getting what, what, you know, the same guy that was in Florida. And so that's another team that you can, you can take advantage of. And, you know, yeah. we saw it uh, the other night too, when they, when the wild played them. So, you know, hopefully they can have a repeat uh, performance against them. And this is how you pull yourself back in because right. ironically enough, the two teams that are currently in front of the Minnesota wild in the central division standings, they've hit the skids. And so we'll talk about the shifting sands in the central division lineup as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season is full of all sorts of possibilities, whether it be Marco Rossi scoring the game deciding goal, Jewel Eriksson continuing his quest for 40 plus. Or at some point down the line, the Minnesota Wild hoisting a Stanley Cup of their own. You can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether top-tier players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, or if you're picking goalies, saves, also plus-minus, and more during a given game. It's that easy. You just have to pick more or less. You can fill out your entries in less than 60 seconds. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends so that you can join in on the conversation on the daily especially on YouTube, but uh, we also love 
to get interaction with our audio listeners, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on social media, wherever you take in Locked on Wild. We thank you for doing so. Alex, let's talk about the Central Division because there have been some interesting things that have happened. And I know Winnipeg was able to hang on and win that game uh, to come back, that is. But uh, obviously a big blow for the Jets. I would imagine they lose Kyle Connor for a while, considering how that looked. And so you have the Jets who are currently in first place, but uh, they're going to have to fill a really big void themselves. And the teams that are in front of the wild right now, St. Louis and Arizona, starting to trend downward. And so this underscores these next two games against Calgary and Vancouver. You would love to have those games at home so that you can try to continue to take advantage of the teams in front being on a little bit of slippery ground so that you can make up some of these points that you didn't get in the beginning of the season. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, the Vancouver just they 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 they're a wagon, so that that that's gonna be tough. But Calgary can definitely take advantage of, and then you just you know go try to get a point against Vancouver. You know, grind yeah. it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, make up make up some of these points, and you know, especially you know when they were losing to some teams that they shouldn't have been losing to. So, uh, you know, this another critical week uh, for the Wild and. Uh, you know, continue to let other teams just kind of self-destruct. Um, you know, it's, you know, we talked off air, but just about uh, the Blues and Bennington can just be just an absolute roller coaster. And uh, you know, it seems like uh, you know Arizona's just you know, I don't know, you know, they ha- have you know luck uh, coming to them, and it's yeah. uh, starting to run out. So, um, and then you know Nashville too. It's uh, you know they can be such a mess. So you know, can continue to take advantage and, and slowly uh, work, work their way up. So here I, I like to look at goal differential uh, because that can help tell you about which teams are, you know, which teams are legit contenders and which are not. If you look at, for instance, the Pacific division, you've got three teams that have a plus 30 or better goal differential. Vegas is at plus 31. Vancouver's at plus 34 and the Los Angeles Kings are at plus 32. So I think it's safe to say that Pacific is locked in because (laughs) the next closest in the Pacific is Edmonton at plus four. But then after that, you have Calgary at minus 15, uh, Seattle at minus 27. Gross. Uh, Anaheim (laughs) is at minus 21 and the San Jose Sharks are at minus 54. (laughs) That's ridiculous. It seems like the Pacific is pretty well locked in. And then you look at the Central. Winnipeg's at plus 15. Colorado's at plus 12. Dallas is at plus 8. But Nashville's at plus 1. The Arizona Coyotes are at plus 9. And then St. Louis is at minus 12. Yes, Minnesota is at minus 7. But they continue continue to make up ground in that department. And so if you look at one of those two teams that is directly in front of the Minnesota Wild, the fact that the St. Louis Blues are at 13 and 14, technically 13, 13 and one, but overtime losses are just losses that take longer. (laughs) 13 and 14 with a negative goal differential. That tells you that if that continues to trend, that St. Louis is going to continue to 
drop. And so you're looking at trying to fight it out now with Arizona and Nashville. And like you said, it's Nashville is, is trying to kind of stay above water. Arizona has lost two in a row. St. Louis has lost three in a row. So go hop those teams, go leapfrog them and uh, get yourself into potential fourth place spot in the, uh, in the standings and just, just methodically start to climb back out of the hideous hole to start the year. I think a, a big key too uh, that I was thinking about this is a lot of those teams, they only have one goalie really that you can rely on. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, you know, the one a or the, you know, the one, uh, you know, some of these teams, I think they're just overworking their goalies too. And so, you know, you see them come out flat and I think that's, you know, this, this season has just been so strange because you think, Hey, these um these weaker teams uh they have no chance and then you see san jose win a game you know that they have no business winning but i think it's just you know either goalies you know overworked or or you have you know you know and then you have your backup come in that is is clearly probably not nhl level but you know (laughs) that's what they have right now and uh yeah, you're you're seeing that with with a couple of teams for sure, like that Hoffer guy or whatever for the backup for St. Louis. He's he's horrendous. <laughs> you know, Lincoln in from Nashville. He's not he's nothing nothing pretty. Uh, uh, you know, in Colorado, I, I feel bad for Gorgiev because I think he's a pretty pretty good goalie, but uh, yeah. they just they overwork that poor guy. It's 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 too bad. Yeah, it's it leads to situations where like now you're seeing Dallas this year try to be more selective with Ottinger starts trying to make sure that they don't go to him as many times as they have because right. yeah, you don't want to you don't want to run a guy out of gas early on in the season and I mean it it makes me think of of what happened with uh, UC Saros last year with Nashville where he's starting almost every night yeah. and is facing <laughs> it's not just, sustainable. Yeah, is facing just absurd amounts of shots, <laughs> hanging on for dear life, trying to keep the team in winning games and so, you know, I I know we have griped a lot about the 1A 1B for the Wilds. It does it's seem ideal. Like, it's it's yeah. ideal when you when you look at goalie partnerships and hey, it's not bad when you have a future Hall of Famer and Mark Mark Andre Fleury as your as your one B. I, I you know Colorado would take that. You know Dallas would love to have that because I yeah. don't I, as much as you know you know Scott Wedgwood. You know I I just I I I don't don't see that you know helping Jake Ottinger. You know? No, yeah, it's just not ideal. So moral of the story here is take advantage. You got these two Western conference teams, West coast teams. I was, I was right the first time they're still in the Western conference, but they're on the West coast. You've got these two at home. And so take an opportunity here before this weird now East coast swing again with Boston, with Pittsburgh, with Montreal, Um, take these two winnable games and if you can come out of here with three out of four points before you head back on the road on Monday, I think you feel, I think you feel again, pretty good about where you're at. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, you know, if we take a look, you know, that, that Edmonton game, that was, <laughs> that's, you, you want to talk about a brutal back to back, you know, Vancouver going and then into Edmonton. I mean, yeah, it's uh, that that's tough. I mean, the way, the way Vancouver played, you know, last night to beating, uh, uh, the hurricanes, you know, they just, they're rolling. <laughs> so that, you know, that that's tough, but, uh, 
know, it's, it's nice to get that, you know, that win coming home. I think, uh, you yeah. know, the guys, gonna, you know, feel good about themselves and, you know, ready for, for another week, uh, of games here coming up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we both and I, you and I have joked about that, that Montreal game earlier in the season and <laughs> it'll be, I'm sure they're the, the wild will look forward to playing, uh, you know, Montreal. <sighs> Again, get some cookies, uh, get, you know, a stat pad for sure. Yeah, maybe an opportunity to score five special teams goals or whatever. Maybe the reverse Dallas. How about that? The reverse Dallas. Get that evened out against get Montreal. Seven. Yeah. It'd be nice. We'll uh, we'll talk about that as we get closer. But uh, for this week, just Calgary and Vancouver on the schedule. And so mm-hmm. get uh, get some points. Continue to climb in because... The teams in front of the wild, the immediate front objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. That'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate everybody listening. As always, make sure to hop in on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you can join in on the conversation all week long as part of Locked on Wild. We've got new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.